always be the same output. Um, how do you feel about Chinese food? Do you like Chinese food? I do, I love Chinese food. I always feel like all Chinese food is pretty much always the same consistent quality. There's never really that great of Chinese food. There's really never that bad of Chinese food. It's something that I feel like every Chinese food place I've ever eaten at has been the same quality. I mean, as far as American Chinese food goes. That's fair. I feel you can't say that for other, like, cuisines, right? Like, if you go and have Italian food, there's a big difference between good Italian and bad Italian. I think the same thing can be said for, like, a lot of, like, Mexican food and, like, Indian food for sure. But, like, I just feel like Chinese food, like, the American Chinese food is always going to be the same quality. I don't know if they just made it all, like, a hundred years ago and they all just keep <laughs> scooping from the same vat of Szechuan chicken. But, I mean, I, I don't feel like it's ever changed. Damn, these are yeah, I'm just gonna... so perplexing because I guess I thought it was gonna be like kind of like a frosted Cheerio, and these feel a lot different than a frosted Cheerio. They have like a powder, which I was not expecting. Like they look like um, oh man, I think there was frosted Fruit Loops. Was that a thing? Doesn't really. That doesn't really. They were yogurt cherry or fruit loops. That's what I think I'm thinking of. That's what these look like because they've got that thick coating. Yeah, it's pretty wonderful. Oh yeah, man, these are great. I I just did a dry guy, and man, these were pretty. pretty a dry guy. Yeah, I was gonna say a raw one, but I don't think cereal comes raw, does it? I. I feel like raw cereal would just be planted cereal. It it, it, it has yet to be harvested. Is that what the um. uh, the wheat brick that people eat for breakfast the is. Bricks? Yeah, they just dig them out of the ground. They sort of <laughs> exhume it like it, an old building. It feels like it feels it, like it, the it, breakfast equivalent of a raw potato. Yeah, you take yeah exactly. You take it, you wash it off, and like raw. I, I don't I don't think that you even wash it off. I think you want some of the fiber that comes from the dirt, right? You it's wash good it for you. You give it a milk. Oh, bath. you're right. You're right. The you milk bath. Welcome to Free Toy Inside Season Three. I'm your host, Jordan McNaughton. I'm your co-host, Colin Ball. And today we have a very special guest. Um, I, I would say this is the most legitimate I've ever felt as a <laughs> podcaster and a person. Um, wow. it's, our, it's our first stranger. You're the first right. person we've had on the podcast that we don't know. <laughs> Everyone else has just been a well, friend. Listen, and, but I like to think that Free Toy Inside is a community podcast. It is about the people that we care about, the people that we find interesting. That's why we hang out with them. Mm -hmm. It's a community podcast where we gather around a bowl and we just have these nice natural conversations that aren't forced at all at all and so what i love about this is we are expanding our community not only like our taste community mm -hmm. by trying new cereal but meeting other people who are interesting and enjoy the thing we enjoy so much i've beat around the bush jordan rip up that bush what's underneath the bush welcome dan g Seriously? Seriously? That's a triple rhyme right there. Oh, a double yeah. <laughs> rhyme. I don't know how you qualify it, but that's me. Uh, I would say Dan is the closest I've ever heard of to a serial professional. Um, or at the very least, a journeyman? Is that what's below like an expert? I don't know. <laughs> that's all I have to say. I don't know. How would, how would you classify yourself? More of a journalist, probably, because I mean, a serial professional in my eyes would be, you know, someone who's making the cereal themselves, who's really on the ground floor of the grassroots operation. Okay. They have all my respect, honestly. I. Uh, that's what makes him the professional. I don't guys. think I've thought about those people until literally right now. I've never imagined the person who like designed the cereal we're eating. Mm -hmm. I've definitely thought about the whole process. 
from premise to prototype to person, like, of everything coming, like, oh, here's an idea for cereal. Can we do this? Is this a thing we're allowed to do? And then as it goes down the pipeline and... Well, do, you, do you think it's kind of like a writer's room, like in Hollywood, where it's like a bunch of people and they're all sitting, like, pitching and coming up with the cereal, how to... How to make it happen, or... I mean, I, I work in marketing to some degree. Okay. To some perspective of the word. So I'm guessing it's a lot of just, you know, focus grouping and sort of getting data points on what flavors are hot, and then depending on what can be made with different flavor formulas that you order and can combine. So that's what really baffles me, is that there's, like, super serious professional, like, food scientist dudes who mm -hmm. have been working towards their degree for probably, like, close to a decade and had to have so much... You know, years of service just creating these chemical equations and understanding what goes into flavor. And then, like, probably a whole week of this guy's life is dedicated just trying to make frosted donuts into a cereal. Like, uh. He has to be sweating over his desk <laughs> over the, the donut dossier. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's a document that yeah. might exist in the no, world. for real. I also love the idea of a man haunted by hostess. <laughs> like, he wakes up in, like, a cold sweat nightmare because he just put himself in one of the hostess commercials from the 90s where there's the raccoon trying to get the Twinkie. And then the Twinkie is a school bus and gets hit by the school bus. But he um, just wants that dang... Is that, is that just a me thing? That's very specific. I have no idea. <laughs> I used to watch a lot of cartoons. I feel like hostess had some great... Like, commercial. I remember okay. this raccoon who just wanted his dang hostess snacks. My, uh, my, the main commercials from my childhood I remember are from the 80s instead of the 90s because my grandparents videotaped a shit ton of cartoons and so I would just watch those tapes and I would get all the, like, late 80s, early 90s, uh, stuff instead of what was actually happening while I was a child. Uh, but yeah, we're having Hostess Donetti? Donettis? Donet? Is it Donuts, Donets or Donettis? Because we both listen to a podcast where they call them Donettis. What podcast? Doug, Doug loves, loves movies. movies. Mm. Doug Benson, the guy who gets high. Yeah, so I mean, th that might be part of it. He might just be blasted out of his brain, and that is where it's coming from. I mean... I don't know if I've ever heard the word spoken out loud in my life. It's one of those. It's a, it's a secret. Word. It's, it's exactly. It's just something we agree to write. This is the Voldemort of cereal. There's, there's only one person who knows the true name of Donets, and that is the man with the Donet dossier. That's oh, true. That is how he figured out the flavor formula. He spoke the one true name, and it unlocked the gates. And what do you think of the flavor formula? Oh, I think it's amazing. Yeah? And I guess to the pronunciation point, I've definitely said the word many times on <laughs> podcasts before, but I've never heard it uh, you know, said from anyone who's professionally educated on the topic, I guess. Uh, don't worry, I don't think we are either, so I yeah. think it's a free-for-all, and as long as you don't say the actual word donut, I, I wish they would have put it on, like, that seems like a thing that would be on the box. And you know what? I'm looking at the box from the back, and it's not really marketed towards kids. <laughs> Like, um, it's just like, this is what it is. It's, it's pretty, it's colorful, but there's, there's no gimmicks to it. it. It feels very domestic, and so maybe it's just like, this is trying to, you know how they have those knockoff video game consoles around mm -hmm. Christmas time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're trying to get parents and grandparents to buy it for their kid, thinking, oh, this is the Xbox they love, mm -hmm. and it's, you know, just a game that has Snake on it. I feel like that's what this is aiming for. It's a parent or grandparent who's trying to be cool and hip with the kids, 
And so this is what seems no, cool. This is a per that this is a perfect grandparents' house cereal. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like oh, these kids will love this. And you know what? I think the grandparent would knock it out of the park if my grandpa had ever had this at his house. I and mean, this feels like something my grandpa would have ate because it doesn't seem healthy. He wasn't healthy. <laughs> this feels like something I would have like had at his house, and I would have just smashed a whole box and gotten sick. Because that's how I eat. I just really have to feel. I, I feel deep, deep empathy. For whoever was the copywriter behind like this this paragraph, I was. That's what I do. I do write copy. Okay. And I can just feel the rhythm, and it's familiar to me. Like this is something that I would probably write <laughs> if tasked with such a project, and understanding like the limits of how ridiculous of a joke a cereal box can have. But uh, yeah, my respect. Well, so listening to listening to your other pod, the podcast that you have, um, uh, Empty Bowl, and then reading. Uh, all the things that you've written on seriously you definitely like you are a writer that's your trade and you definitely have a style that i guess i had never really thought that there was a style to like ads and you know paragraphs that are on cereal boxes and so it is very interesting to not only see your writing and see the rhythm of that but then you kind of like talk in that rhythm too which is very interesting <laughs> to me i how do, you know, how do you know which one came first <laughs> sure. well, no, and, and that, that's the interesting thing i guess because when i write it is kind of in my voice but that doesn't equal good writing so i just assumed no one talks like good writing sounds <laughs> but apparently i'm just not good talker or writer which is why so, i'm on a podcast i've been going back and forth about how i feel about this cereal Oh, because you've had it in milk now, which is quite a different experience. Yeah. I should have warned you. Well, actually, I'm going to say I like it better with the milk. Really? Yeah, well, mm. especially with the vanilla almond milk, I think it adds something. It tastes more like what it's aiming for. When I had it dry, I just think it kind of tastes like nothing. Like it's sugary. It kind of just tastes like milk, honestly, in a yeah. sense. Yeah. So it, that's why I have a problem with more milk. It's just... <laughs> It's like the donuts peed all in the cereal. <laughs> See, I, I, I love sweet stuff. I am notorious for drinking and eating things that are far too sweet for normal human consumption. And so I kind of love this, especially with vanilla almond milk. It's just all that sugar. This feels like eating these for breakfast and trying to justify it as something good for you. Because when I'm eating donuts, I know it's not good for me. Mm -hmm. If I'm eating a cereal... And because they don't have a bunch of bright colors, I'm kind of justifying to myself, oh, this is fine. This the is more fine. monochromatic a cereal, the healthier it is. Obviously. I mean, th th that really is. Cocoa Puffs, healthy. <laughs> exactly. Reese's Puffs, less healthy. Exactly. Too many colors. Exactly. That, that extra shade just throws it down the drain. For sure. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, like I said, I munched one of these guys raw and I was enjoying it. And I think it was great in the bowl. I, I usually don't pour myself that much of a bowl, but today I really went for it because he's yeah. just. I think, real I, good. I think I poured too much because uh, Dan, Dan brought some other cereal that I'm excited to try, and now I feel like I I haven't have had to dinner, so I can way. definitely do this as my dinner. You, you ate a real meal. That hold on. Do you, do you have a coffee maker? No, I don't. Oh no, that's how I recommend eating these. Is if you get some, it's got to be mostly like milk or sugar and cream, okay. but plus the coffee, and you just make it that really nice sort of. Uh, like sepia colored, okay. whatever your preferred color spectrum of creamer consistency yeah. is. And then you just float a bunch of these bad boys to the top. Don't pour like a whole bowl's worth in there or they'll get too soggy. 
but that's so good. Yeah, that that you makes just float perfect. A spoonful or two. That in makes there. perfect sense. I never would have thought of that. And I've added coffee. I've added a bunch of stuff to my cereal before, and that just makes perfect sense. I never would have come to it. What? That's a hot tip. <laughs> but oh, I, I was a stinger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. When I was younger, I, I grew up on the East Coast, and we used to drink coffee milk. Apparently, this is just a regional thing, but it is half coffee, half milk. Shocking. And you add a ton, a ton of sugar. <laughs> and I think that's part of where my like taste come from, because we used to drink this, and you could not drink it past 8 o'clock, because you would be up all night otherwise. <laughs> but it was just this really, really sweet, vaguely coffee-type beverage, and it was just a watered-down frappuccino before I ever knew what that was. It was delicious. I loved it as a kid. and So I feel like... I feel like this would be like a spiritual successor that would make me feel a little less terrible about drinking sugar with some coffee and milk added to it. <laughs> so, how long have you been writing about cereal? Hmm. Since July 2015. Wow. So almost four years. Now. That's a ways. Yeah. It's a time. And so I assume you were writing before you were writing about cereal, or did, did this like suddenly spring forth the uh, inspiration to put pen to paper for you. No, I was already writing uh, snack reviews for the Impulsive Buy. If you've mm. ever read that website before. Um, but they're probably one of the biggest sort of, you know, snack food reviewer and new, new junk food news websites. Okay. Um, so they uh, usually just get people to come in and help review products or mm -hmm. whatever from across the country. And people will write like a couple of reviews a month or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I was doing that, and it was great. Uh, but I wanted to write like every other day, because I was mm -hmm. bored. And I wanted to write specifically about one thing and see if I could sort of you know, populate a niche that wasn't really being used mm -hmm. very really, much. Really and carve it up for yourself. Because I realized that was really my only chance of getting a blog that anyone would read. Mm -hmm. like, I wasn't just trying to do it to get people to read it. But mm -hmm. it's always nice to feel like you're talking to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. And I, I think that was our thought, because we've been... We've been doing this on and off since 2014. Right. Doing mm -hmm. eating cereal on a microphone and hoping people wow. listen to it. Right. And um, and that was the other thing. It's like, well, we want to record ourselves talking and with our friends. Mm -hmm. What is something that people aren't doing? And it is eating well, on I, a microphone and specifically cereal. I feel like cereal is weirdly accessible. To everyone, the way that everyone other snack has, foods might not yeah, be. Every, everyone has thoughts on cereal. Like everyone has a favorite cereal. If you have to ask them, and, usually. And I, I do also like that there is this huge difference on perspective because, like I said, I come from a family where I ate so many bright, sugary cereals, and that's like kind of what my taste lean to. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like you do. We've had people who prefer just the more natural, like kinds of cereal, and I, it's been interesting to me to look into all that. And, Dan, you're kind of a proponent for what I would call the horse food cereals. You like uh, bran a lot. Um, I've true. been following you as I loved all these brackets coming through. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the cereal March brackets Madness coming brackets. through this month. Um, and you made it very clear that any bracket handed to you was going to end a certain way. I mean, pretty much. If it had crackling oat bran in it, that's probably my go-to number one, like... It's just objectively one of the tastiest cereals because it's not even hardly a cereal. That's I don't like know the if I've heard of it. 
people hear the name and they automatically freak out like it's going to be some, some <laughs> super healthy cereal. But these are little oatmeal cookies, essentially. <laughs> like little squares. No, I love that. Baked with cinnamon, and you pour milk on them, and it, they immediately just crumble. And it's just oh my so God. hedonistically good. Where but, are they? I think you can get them to sit in my Just sit in my okay, like yeah. anywhere? So, Holy they're, shit. so they're hiding in plain sight. We've just never noticed them because we saw the word brand. Yeah, they're a little bit we... expensive. Okay. okay. As you would expect for a box full of cookies. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's always, that's interesting to me because I really, I mean, I'll eat healthy food. And I do like healthy food. And I don't mean to think, make people think that I'm a person who just is shoving Taco Bell into my face. Although I've definitely done that more than once. But I, whenever I see something that just... It seems like the appeal is that it's healthy. I always kind of turn my nose up to it, but I don't know. Like, again, someone who has so much knowledge and opinion on cereal, I'm now very curious to try this thing I don't think I would have been interested in before. Well, don't, don't get any wrong ideas in your head that it's good for you <laughs> at all. Don't, don't worry. That's what has me coming back around because I'm like, oh, healthy. And it's like, no, never mind. Not healthy. <laughs> But I think there's plenty of health, good, healthy cereals right. out there. I, I honestly am a fan of just rice checks. I enjoy just rice checks in a bowl, and I don't even. Those are ones I don't really need any milk for. Like those are things I just like popping in my mouth and chomping. Um, I'm thinking. I want to. I want to try to get get your quick opinions on some of the more controversial cereals okay. we've had on the podcast. Okay. Starting with Dippin' Dots. Did you have... Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> My opinion is bad. The clusters in that cereal are creative and well-made, but there's not enough of them, and the puffs are not great. <laughs> See, when, when I got to, in the cookies and cream one, and we got to the cluster... Oh, I hated it. I didn't know what it was, oh. and I thought that I had just gotten, like, a clot of dirt in my mouth. <laughs> I and thought it, they were good. It, the, the texture threw I, me off, I think, because I wasn't... I didn't know it was in there. The other one mm. was banana split, right? Right. I liked the banana split, and I liked mm. those clusters, because I thought it was a choice. <laughs> like, cookies and cream, didn't. it seemed just like, fine, it was nothing new to me. Banana split, they had an idea, and they went for it, and I commend them for that. I found, I found enjoyment there. That's true. I do feel like in the cookies and cream one... Like, only half of the puffs were doing any work. Like, the mm -hmm. white ones were definitely just packing peanuts. <laughs> Rounded <laughs> off. So, speaking of, then, a cookie and cream cereal, do you like Oreo O's? That's another one that I think that we... Was that I, controversial? I, no, I loved it. Okay. But, like, all, my brother and I would, like, stand hard for that one. Again, though, we love sugary stuff, so <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was just two sugar addicts. I think the the other one that springs to mind of being kind of uh, dividing was the... Did we have two Girl Scout ones, or did we just have... We did the ones? one Girl Scout. We did the Thinmint one. Yeah. Thoughts? Am I talking about Oreos or Girl Scouts? I mean, hit them both. Talk to us about what cookie I, cereals, which is a thing I've noticed has... <laughs> it's, it's a genre. True. It's yeah. true. genre. It's honestly like the best thing that's happened to cereal in the past years was the explosion of cookie cereals. But just dialing it back a little bit, obviously Oreo O's is like one of the best cereals out there. Uh, but I'm an Oreo O's elitist of sorts. Ooh, okay. Obviously you had Oreo O's when it was first out, like in right. the late 90s into the 2000s. And then it got this, it got, at a certain point it got marshmallows, like halfway through its original. I remember that. So that was the extreme cream Oreo O's. And then everybody knows that they disappeared. Mm -hmm. But if anyone who's familiar with the first level of cereal recent history knows that Oreo O's were still out in South Korea. Okay. For a long time. There was some crazy, like, 
business layers of like hierarchy and ownership okay. and some people owning the rights to Oreos but not the cereal and it was really confusing but you could still get it imported and it was like 30 bucks to get a box from South Korea <laughs> and I did it like at least three times because these South Korean Oreos are so good they're like they're super like thick and hearty a lot like these donuts are you know okay. whereas like now obviously Oreos are back on American shelves as well but now they're like a lot airier. Okay. And like they've, a lot. They've toned it down. Yeah, a lot just crisper and not as you know you know sort of hearty with the cocoa butter and they don't have marshmallows. Okay. Yeah, the South Korean uh, Oreos do have marshmallows. That sounds very good because when we did the regular ones, I was. You felt something was missing. Do, yeah, they didn't do it for me. I think the taste was still there for me at least, but I that is so interesting because I don't think I ever. I don't think I've ever considered importing any food from anywhere. So I, this is like I remember early on braining me. I I love the monster cereals. I still I, I had <laughs> I had very fond memories of them. So then we got into them as they came back around and I was so let down. Oh, were they yeah. better when we were kids? Is, oh, that's a big oh. a big controversial topic. Cuz yeah, I, I I remember so fondly like getting into those when I was a kid, and then the first time I heard about um, fruit brew and yummy mummy, and then looking for those, and I, I know that they came back to shelf shelves at some point, and I just missed it, and they came out with that board game, and I love board games, and I saw this and I was like, it's a monster cereal board game, this is gonna be great, it has Count Chocula, Frankenberry, Blueberry, and fruit brew and yummy mummy, this is great. First of all, they didn't bring it back, which like let me down so hard. And then just looking at the game, I was like, maybe maybe I'm a snob when it comes to games, but I just wasn't that intrigued by it. And I felt like they were just using the good name of the monster cereals to sell their shilled product. <laughs> I mean, you're probably not wrong in a sense. I didn't end up buying the, and playing the game. There okay. was also like a puzzle you could buy, I think, too. Hmm. So it was was a, a round of sort of licensing, but <laughs> it's pretty well documented that the the monster cereals used to be better because they were made with oat flour instead of corn flour. Okay. And to this day, I will get multiple comments every single time around Halloween when I post about the cereals from people who are like, bring back the oat flour like it used to be. And I'm like, buddy, I just run a cereal bar. I'm not a miracle worker. There's already people asking me to fix honeycomb and all the other cereals that have been discontinued. That's I don't so... have the power of cereal necromancy. I'm just as disappointed about the d departure of oat flour as you are, but you're really misdirecting your sort of, uh, you know, caustic opinions on the topic. Wow. But they did bring back Fruit Brute. And Yummy Mummy in 2013. Okay. So, the uh, right before yeah. we really started recording. Yeah. 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 I and I, had, I bought a box of Fruit Brute and I saved it. And then I, re I reviewed it again because I found it in like <laughs> oh, no. 2016. <laughs> and I was like, okay, objectively this has to be a 1 out of 10 cereal because I can't eat it because it's disgusting. <laughs> but also, it would have been really good if I wrote this three years ago. <laughs> Do you have like... A, a spot in your home that's just kind of like, like some shelves of backstock cereal that you that you have. I don't have that much because okay. I compulsively eat the cereal from the box way too often, that's, just for no good reason. No, that's fine. there's good reason. <laughs> it's cereal. And it's it's usually pretty good. Uh, but no, I probably have like six to ten boxes on my fridge okay. at any given time. That's so. that is 
an appropriate amount for someone who writes about cereal. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, think, I think as a kid, my mind would have been blown if there were ten boxes of cereal in the house at once. Mm-hmm. I think three was the max limit. So that's the number of Tupperware containers we had. <laughs> I want to close. Um, yeah, yeah, close our. Close no, our... I wanted to close the topic of of the cookie cereals by saying, although I do love Oreo O's, I'm very disappointed in Golden Oreo O's. I don't know if you had the chance to try uh, those. My, my, my brother is a big critic of golden Oreos and he has kind of just through pure bullying force convinced me that I'm not interested in golden Oreos at all. Not he hasn't had them, but he just has such strong opinions about golden Oreos that I just am totally dissuaded from wanting to try them. Well they're pretty much the problem with golden Oreos is that they're easily surpassed by like several other cereals that okay. are available because a trend I've noticed recently is like sugary ring cereals where there's a bunch of different ones trying a similar concept, but some are just doing it way better than others. So at the bottom, you have sort of the, the Peeps cereals and the Lucio O's cereals. We just, did, we just did Lucio O's. Both of which I think were very disappointing in terms of just literally being sugar rings. Absolutely. Um, and then slightly above those, you have uh, your Golden Oreo O's and then probably your Unicorn cereal. Okay. If you had that one. Uh, and again, all these cereals pretty much taste the same way except just in different levels of quality. And then above that, you have uh, your pink donut cereal from Kellogg's, if you've had that one. No. It's very good, very nice. did the Captain Crunch donut a while ago. Yeah, that was quite a few years ago. It was Captain Crunch donut sprinkle crunch? Yeah. And then, of course, on top of the pink donut cereal, you have this powdered donut cereal. Okay. So basically, you don't need to buy any of those cereals I listed. We've, had the, we've had the cream Just of the crop. This right. Got it. Yeah, it could only go down from Well, here. goodness is, we've tried the top and the bottom then. We You're really, right. I, <laughs> we've just sandwiched. Yeah, I, I think everything. now we have a good understanding of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, did we want to break out another thing? Yeah, I, I, I could go sure. for another bowl. Let's see. I could also got. get you another bowl if you want one. Or, you don't yeah, seem particularly fine, yeah. invested in... Sorry, I'm just worried about what I sound like when I'm eating. No, no you're, you're totally good. Don't worry about it. Because I, I was going to say, like, so I was more familiar with your writing, and then you started doing a podcast as well, and you have a very relaxed, like, even tone on, oh, shit. on recording. And so I was very, like... Interesting because Jordan and I are up and down, all around, high energy, very spastic. Like, I know that you are used to recording a very calm seri- serial podcast. I hope you knew that this was not a calm serial podcast coming in. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm probably the less calm one of the two on the podcast. I catch myself sometime. I'm glad that the sort of ocean sounds drown me out. Yeah, I was going to ask, are those no, I edited I posts? I don't hear those while we're recording, but okay. I kind of wish I could. It might make me feel a little <laughs> so, better. Right? So you should have turned the heater back on, Jordan. You're right. That provided a similar effect. <laughs> All right. Okay, but yeah, anyone who listened to our most recent episode will know the infamous story of Honey Brunches of Oats Maple Bacon Donuts Cereal. So what do you guys know about this cereal So I, I, I've seen you posting about this, and I heard about this because it's insane, and I love insane food. And I really wanted to try it, and I kind of... I, I don't know if this is that. I was hoping that you would bring a box because I just am so 
morbidly curious about this. Yeah, I was going to bring the chicken and waffle cereal one, but I'm actually almost finished with that one. <laughs> um, for reasons you'll understand soon why this one's still most, mostly full. I don't want to spoil any of the fun, but... Feel free to. Yeah, yeah. I pour yourself out one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass. Okay, okay. I'll finish the donuts. Yeah, do, yeah, do whatever you'd like. So, so yes, this is the maple bacon donut cereal from Honey Bunches of Oats. So when do you hear about cereals before they're coming out? Like, are there whispers in the cereal? Is there a cereal darknet? <laughs> you know, that's very bold. The size of that bowl you just. <laughs> I am a confident eater. And I'm, also a masochist. True, true. I've, I've eaten terrible be... things and in a cereal bowl, and I will... This won't be the worst, I'm I sure. I will, like Lady Gaga, make my bowl shallow. Yeah, so to answer your question... Oh, these smell wild. It was very weird how this first story first came to me. So I was writing about how Waffle Crisp was discontinued. Rest in peace, by the way. R.I.P. Uh, yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, but on that post, somebody commented, and they were like, uh, huh, Waffle Crisp fans will have something to look forward to this National Cereal Day, and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, that seems way too weirdly specific to be something that someone would make up. Mm -hmm. And then I pressed the person for details, and they were just like, um... It might be a little bit different than you expect. Think Southern Comfort. And I'm like, okay, he probably means chicken and waffles or something, right? I thought it would have been the alcohol Southern Comfort. Oh, okay. I mean, no, he did mention, like, I think meat or chicken in some context. <laughs> that really just threw me for a loop. And I'm like, okay, if it's anything but chicken and waffles, it might be a sin against mankind. But even that, of course, chicken and waffle cereal was a bit baffling from the start. And then this one sort of came up after the fact of the maple bacon donuts. The word trickled in a little bit afterwards. So chicken and waffles was the one that really broke the web. Mm -hmm. So so these have a ring cereal and a flake cereal. Um, do they have different tastes then in your experience then? I mean, in this case, they're probably supposed to have different tastes, but the flavor of the rings kind of just bleeds all over everything mm -hmm. else. Um... <laughs> Yeah, you guys have been eating it. So still. I'm not impressed. I'm not. I'm nibbling on a couple here. This is not what I would say good, but I would say that this is incredibly interesting, and I often enjoy that just as much as I enjoy good food. What? So it's really crunchy. Like it's mm -hmm. very hard. These rings are tough. I appreciate though that although being tough, they don't cut up your mouth like yeah. Captain Crunch. So that's good. You can see the tiny little bacon bits studded mm -hmm. on them. It's very impressive. So, I don't really get any sense of donut from this. I mean, with, with the donut cereal, not only is it just sweet and sugary, but like... It, it you tastes get, like a donut. Yeah, you get the feeling of a powdered donut. I get the maple, I get the bacon, as much as you can for fake bacon. Mm-hmm. But the donut part doesn't come through, which is a little disappointing, because I would have been interested to see how they do that. They've definitely evoked the shape more, but, and again, the problem with it is this. It tastes like maple perfectly. It tastes like bacon. Fake. 
I don't even taste most, any much much maple in it, you know? See, I, I, I'm feeling like I'm getting it, but also maybe in my head, fake bacon just kind of tastes like maple, because that's where people tend to use it. I feel like in a, in a lot of things, they'll just use real bacon, but maple tends to force them to use something a little less genuine. Mm-hmm. Hmm. When I was growing up, my mom loved coffee syrups, like the Torino coffee syrups that you would add. Okay. And at one point, she had bacon coffee syrup. No. And mm-hmm. I don't know if she ever used it, but I do remember me and my best friend growing up going to my mom's house and just doing shots of this bacon coffee syrup. <laughs> and it was bad. It that is sounds bad. very strong, smoky, and salty. And so I do appreciate that this is not as bad as that thing that I had years ago. <laughs> but, again, this is... I, I also want to shout out the packaging. I do love the it's packaging. It's a good box. I just feel like when you're thinking about something that's bacon flavored, you're probably going to think of a picture of bacon. <laughs> now I'm just going to think of an actual pig. pig. Yeah, that's fair. <sighs> but I, I, so, I like the style. Yeah, I, I think the style is has a aesthetic that I appreciate. It's true. So you had these, the maple bacon donuts, and... The chicken and waffles, and you sound much more complimentary to the chicken and waffles. What do they do right that these guys aren't landing on? Oh, they do subtlety much better. <laughs> these are very powerfully mm-hmm. bacony, mm-hmm. Um, and really, with something like this, you can imagine if it's going to be a good breakfast cereal, you're going to have to tweak the traditional balance of maple and bacon as well as chicken and waffles. Mm-hmm. So what you should logically have is like 95% waffle, 5% chicken. And I think that's about what they pull off in the cereal itself because they use those familiar waffle crisp pieces, the, however many are left from after being discontinued. <laughs> those last few like proud soldiers doing their best to make sure chicken and waffle stays in check. And they do a great job. It's just like eating waffle crisp but with like a smoky twang at the end. So, hmm. so it's like if you were... Eating waffle crisps and playing Johnny Cash at the same time. Mm-hmm. Maybe you were eating a bowl of waffle crisps while going down like a lazy river on a tube. Oh, well, that does sound and nice. And you just hear banjos in the distance. It has the... You have to be careful what kind of banjo, though, because sometimes if you're on a river and you hear certain kinds of banjo music, you're mm. not in a good place. I, I understand why you can't, but I feel like they should allow food in lazy rivers. Because <laughs> that sounds nice. But I, I guess I just want to tube. I guess that's what tubing is. Yeah. It's it's unrestricted lazy river is actually tubing. Wow, you already smashed that whole bowl. So, yeah. Holy I, shit. I'll, I'll say this. I, I, also, I like trying weird things. Um, one of our friends, uh, we love going out and getting a beer together and just trying new things. And there's a certain class of beer that we have found through many, many different kinds of beer. That we've classified as exactly one. Mm. I'm glad I tried this. This is interesting. I want exactly one of these. And I feel like this <laughs> In falls... your life or in the night? In the lifetime. Okay. Like, I, I, I've gone back and tried some. I was like, I didn't need to. I had this the first time. And I got... It told me its entire story in one sitting. You have nothing else to say. What are some of those beers from around here? Um, uh, yeah, slam Elf- on Elkburn <laughs> Company's Peanut Butter in Jail. Oh my god, I love that one. I think it's I good. love weirdly specific beer, though. I, I love peanut butter and jelly. I, I, I'm a big PB&J fan, but for me, I think that I got my entire experience one and done. A, a beer that I feel has an insane amount of depth is 
short soft parade. I can drink soft parade every day a couple of like times, and I I'm enjoying it. I'm loving it. I think it has a lot of depth. Peanut butter and jelly did it once. I was done. Um, there's a mocha mint mocha Mayan stout. Oh, I've had that one. Um, I believe that's an odd side one. I think it told me its whole story. I think when you try to go very specific flavors, and I think that you kind of touched on this too with the maple bacon, people lose sight of subtlety, which is what makes these things interesting. And it really is just a used car salesman in a cheap suit. Say, do you like this? Well, have we got this for you? <laughs> and it, it it no longer is interesting after the first couple of sips. Interesting. Well, I should say that my favorite like crushable local beer is the oatmeal cream pie beer from Pigeon Hill. Oh. It's also a very ridiculously specific drink, but I'll crush like six of those at the pool on a summer day. It's a very strange drink. it's a stout? Ooh, I... No, it's like a American ale. Okay, okay. Cause I was going to say, a stout is hard for me to get too many through. I, I like a good stout, but it, that does sound intriguing. So, um, uh, Jordan's brother, he uh, works at... The New Holland. New Holland. Knickerbocker. Knickerbocker. And he, he has come on. He talked before about making some very specific beers before. He did offer to let us make a cereal beer with him. Right. Which what? Would yeah, because he does brew. So, it, it, I think... What, what cereal do you think would have the best shot at making a great beer? I mean, there's been a lot of them already. I mean, you don't have to research far to see that. So that would be really tough for me to try and pick one that hasn't been done already, but would still be good. You know? I don't... I mean, people have made them with Oreos before, right? I don't okay. think they've done Oreo O's. Okay. I don't know if that would really bring anything original to the mix. Am I, am what, I if, what, if, what if we make South Korean Oreo <laughs> Oh, my... Oh, no, beer. We, we blow a $30 box <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> some beer. I, my first instinct would be Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And that, that is your boy. Pretty basic for... It's pretty unique. I don't know if I've had a cinnamon beer before. Is that a thing? I don't drink, so I don't know. <laughs> Dragon with Milk made a horchata last winter or two winters ago, and they had a horchata version of Dragon Milk, and I really liked that. And I think the cinnamon came through really nicely. Now, I think it's easier to do that in a heavier, darker beer than you would with something mm -hmm. light. For sure, for sure. So, I mean, that, that would be something to weigh. I think talking to your brother, who is kind of more interested in expert on this stuff would be good but what about like a trick sour i think Ooh. that would be incredible so my hard my hard part is i guess i haven't had tricks in quite a while but i feel like tricks doesn't have that evocative of a flavor am i missing something i think tricks is probably the most citrusy of the fruit cereals okay maybe i need to revisit tricks then we haven't done it yet i mean the shapes are back now so True. We have no reason there not we to. go so, so so we recaptured our childhood as people say. Essentially. Um, is there anything else we want to get into? Um, yeah, so, so we might not... I don't think that either of you guys are interested in another bowl, but you brought another box of cereal. Do you want yeah, to tell us about it? One more I could, yeah, I, I could munch on something. Yeah. I, I had like a third of what you had of those maple bacon donuts, and I struggled. Well, this one is... It kind of exists on that same hierarchy I told you about, but on kind of like a tangential... You know, cross pylon of that that hierarchy of different sugary ring cereals. Mm -hmm. So this is catacorn cereal. This one definitely came out of absolutely nowhere because we saw <laughs> unicorn cereal. Australia now has mermaid Fruit Loops, so you know they're going all in for like a mythological creatures concept. So when you're thinking of what the next logical step might be, 
Of course, you're not going to say Bigfoot. No. Or the Loch Ness Monster. No. Or the Chupacabra. Too easy. Or Mothman. Although that would probably be the best one. But no, it's Catacorn. Um, a, you know, wonderfully original mix of both unicorns and cats. Definitely not a Nyan cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a very... It has red rings with... Berry perfection is the flavor. And it I, says it I, has glittery spring. I, I think glittery you need to lean on the perfection part. Because I really want to drive home that pub. See, that's really just a really good representation of the extended Kellogg's universe because Tony the Tiger <laughs> also uses three R's when he says great. Oh goodness. So, um, there's something about the felines, I guess. Does, is this proposing that there's an entire Thundercats-esque universe in the Kellogg cereal world where there's different cats with different cereals? Because I would be intrigued to see what happens there. I, I'm a bit I think I have to wash this out. I don't want this to taste like bacon. I'm a bit more intrigued in the idea of, similar to the, the monster uh, series of cereal, cryptids, as you began to list them. That would be cool. Cryptid mm -hmm. cereals? I, I, I have pitched my extended universe of monster cereals yes, before. You, you have. And I, I'm recording, I do believe. Yeah, and my I'm a, my girlfriend really enjoys cryptids, and so I've started learning more about cryptids over time. And I've used all of this, I'm so sorry. That's totally fine. <laughs> and I think that, I, I do like that you have an appreciation for the stranger one, like Mothman, who I think is less mainstream, but a cooler pick. I mean, Mothman's definitely the people's champion. Um, my, my girlfriend loves this little guy from Rhinelander, Wisconsin, named the Hodag, mm. who is so ugly, he makes himself cry. Aww. And, and one of the managers in our office has a little stuffed one. Yep. Weird. Yeah. I've never heard of it. Me either. He, he's a little grouchy green guy from Wisconsin, and I think that he is very charming, but also it's because... My girlfriend seems to really like him, too. This is a it's bold flavor in a good way. It smells really, really good. I think so. I think so. I was slightly disappointed with this one, you know? Because I think the unicorn cereal's a bit better. I have not had it. And of course, unicorn cereal, as you know, is just a sad subjugation of uh, sort of the donuts recipe. So okay. I was already kind of biased against this one from the beginning, but... Uh, it was originally only available at Sam's Club. I don't know if they've rolled it back out to other grocery stores yet, but in order to get it, I had to buy a very big box, and this is one of two boxes that came inside that larger box, oh so my God. I'm oh, perfectly wow. happy to leave this here with you. Yeah. Go you have, for it. You have three wonderful cats who can pose next to We can feed it. <laughs> Which of your cats would most enjoy the cereal, Jordan? Uh, I don't know. They're, none of them are really that into like people. Here's food, a picture so. of the Hodag. Wow. He's a green spiky guy, and yep, he's so ugly that he makes Listeners, himself go cry. Let's go ahead and just Google a photo of the Hodag right now. H-O-D-A-G, the Hodag. <laughs> so, so what's your catacorn name? Oh, excellent. Box. So um, this is a good, it's got like a, almost like, not Lisa Frank, but like the, the velvet coloring Things yeah. would be like, yeah, it's got that vibe. So I, I do really appreciate that there are different kinds of boxes for cereals, depending on what, you know, their target audience is. And I really love a good kid's box that has things to do. I got really frustrated 
because for a while they just had this back for a bunch of them that was like a bunch of the different serial mascots on some social media app and they were liking each other's instagram style posts and that's (laughs) not engaging to me at all this one has a beautiful coloring on the back like jordan said it's similar to a um a black light velvet uh, Mm -hmm. poster and then on the side as dan said there's a what's your catacorn name little guide so you take the first letter of your name the month you were born and you get a beautiful catacorn name um i am sprinkles sparkles Pause. That's appropriate. I am Sassy Cloud Chaser. Amazing. That is kind of apropos for you as well. Dan, what's your category name? I'm Tabby Cloud Chaser. Which oh. is very appropriate since I have a big white cat that looks just like this one in the box, kind of. Named very Jupiter. cute. He's listening. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know, the more I eat this cereal... The more I start to like it, because it's very mindless. Yeah, it is. You have to think very hard when you eat this cereal. It's a Stockholm cereal, where it uh, it really just you you, you keep going and you convince yourself these these are pretty good. This is kind of what I wish Frankenberry would have been. I think this has a more similar taste to what I was looking for. Yeah. This. I don't think this tastes like any real berry, but it tastes like what berry could be. Yeah, if these were shaped like little ghosts, and you had marshmallows in the mix, mm-hmm. I'd be very happy with marshmallows that. in the mix would be good. Because this is what I was gonna say. I was hoping from 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 from. Wow, that really just broke my brain for a second. <laughs> but I was expecting it from the fruity Lucky Charms. If you had those, mm. extremely disappointed in those because for some reason. Like, normal Lucky Charms use oat flour, okay. but, like, chocolate Lucky Charms and the other peripheral ones only use corn. Interesting. So it's basically like you're literally eating Frankenberry, but huh. it's not even shaped fun, so it's even worse. But, yeah, this has a much, you know, sort of round out, rounded out sweetness that can contain that fruitiness a lot better. And I'm, I'm going to say, I, I kind of like the look of them. They, like, they are I like, cute. I like the sprinkles in them. They look cool. I wouldn't say they are glittery sparkles. But they are very cute little sparkles. Mm-hmm. Like it, they're they're colorful. Again, we we a while ago had the donut sprinkle crunch, mm-hmm. and that had sprinkles, but they were just little color pellets that ended up marring the color of your milk. And these ones, they're just there. They they're staying on the loop, and they have a nice color to them. I got some in my milk. A okay. Little bit. But but it's not bleeding out into the no. Milk. It, it actually looks great. Yeah, it, it is a vaguely Jackson Pollock at the bottom of your bowl. <laughs> yeah, it's very do, just pop art. Do um, you know how there's like places that will do like gold shavings on food? Oh yeah. Do you think that get that gets done with cereal? Like, do you hmm. think someone's taken it to like? Because I was thinking earlier with the bacon kind of encrusted on the rings. If mm-hmm. someone did like diamond encrusted cereal wow. with just tiny. I don't know. Can you shave a diamond? <laughs> no, notably, no diamonds no. aren't really uh, known for their malleability. I guess there. you could shatter it into. You just need a diamond, you know, cheese yeah. grater. Yeah, it's yeah. And actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is the plan. This is what I'm investing in. I I could see someone trying to put like gold leaf flake into a cereal, but I. I don't think that the investment would be worth it, uh, as I don't think adding gold to any food is really worth it. Yeah, I think you're better off putting the gold flakes in milk. Yeah. 
I think you brought up putting the gold, gold flakes. Gold milk? In... That's a James Bond villain, right? <laughs> gold milk. I think you better off putting the gold flakes into a bank and letting them accrue over time, and then those gold flakes become gold bars. You just have like a pile of shavings. I like to deposit this. <laughs> What's the conversion rate on shavings to bars, please? It sounds like you need to sort of melt them all down to forge one golden ring. Oh. And then put that in a random box of cereal and, that... you know... Lord, Lord of the Rings should have a cereal. I think there has been one. Yeah, yeah. I want to check. Oh, there's, there's this one site we looked up a while ago. You know, I'm not gonna mess with. Yeah, let me use yours. Um, Mr. Breakfast. Yeah. Are you familiar? They're oh, like, yeah. they're very good at uh, just cataloging. Yeah, I use that reference a lot because I'm, I'm really into like new and current day cereals, mm-hmm. but. I admittedly don't know the full history right. of every limited edition cereal. I have reference material and friends who know a lot more. But that, That's good. I, I do love, though, that for so long, cereal has had a place with just snap marketing decisions. What's going to be the next hot popular thing? Let's make a cereal out of it. Yeah, no, there was, there was a, in the Funko series, there were definitely golems. Oh, which man. were green rings, and it, I see a photo for Frodo's bag. And that seems fake. That's fake. So they did golems. Golem? Yeah. Golems? Yeah. Golem. You know the yeah. Funko cereals were a massive disappointment as well. I don't know if you've had any of those. Um, no. I, I think Jordan and I feel very similarly about Funko as a brand, <laughs> and we're not super into it. Yeah. But I, I went to Hot Topic recently, and I saw that they had them. What's the deal with them? I mean, they're definitely only meant to be collector's items because mm-hmm. all the cereals taste the same. They all look different, you know, and have the crazy ring shapes and all the mm-hmm. custom boxes. But it's really just, excuse me, meant for you to have on, I don't know, your coffee table yeah. or your TV stand. Because, again, it, it kind of tastes like the catacorn cereal if it were stickier, Ugh. A, little, no. a little more like... Fake tricks. What is it that makes weird, like, promotional cereals sticky? Because I had this experience before. I got some kind of branded cereal. I don't remember what. But it was weirdly sticky. Why do bad cereals get sticky? Oh, I don't know. It's got to just be the ingredient quality. Because, like, when you go and you rip off a really bad price sticker and it Mm -hmm. always leaves residue, Mm -hmm. it's got to be something like that. Oh, goodness. (laughs) That's right. I, the worst one I had was um, the Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice cereal. They had mm. one for each. And Batman was like these chocolate bat symbols with, I think, some sort of berry things as well. And the chocolate was like powdery on it. Mm. And it was not good. I mean, I like those cereals. Yeah? I like the really powdery cereals. I don't like it when it's sticky, but, like, the donuts had that soft, powdery mouthfeel also. It it, it was a little better. It was was better in the donuts. But I I can't explain why I don't like the chocolate powder, but... It was, I mean, it was chocolate strawberry, I believe, right? And then Superman was Caramel Crunch. That was a very nice cereal. Okay, I did not have that one. that sounds intriguing. I went with the Batman because I love Batman. Wow. Yeah, very rare caramel cereal, and it was done pretty oh. well, pretty uniquely as well. I haven't anything had anything like it. It was kind of like a caramel Nilla wafer. Okay. It's the Snap Crackle Poppers you got. Yeah, so I I, I was uh, reading through your um, uh, various blog posts today, and just reading your, your, your business is kind of indulgent. You just try these kind of 
fun flavors just to try them and have that experience. And that really inspired me today when I was shopping. And I saw these, I was like, you know what? I love Rice Krispie Treats. And I wanted to give these a try. They are Snap Crackle Poppers, and they're just kind of like mini bite-sized Rice Krispie Treats that are coated in chocolate. And yeah, so we got the cookies and cream ones. You picked the best flavor by far. Cookies and cream is a pretty safe choice, I'd say, for the most part. Save for Dippin' Dot cereal. I, I've rarely been steered wrong. I also do love the cookies and cream bar from Hershey's. So this felt pretty close to that for me. Yeah, so I did try all three of them. There's also a vanilla one, which is pretty boring. It's basically just like a normal Rice Krispie treat in like in a trash compactor, essentially. Mm -hmm. And then there's chocolate, which is of course good, but it's just chocolate. It's a pretty basic chocolate coating. Whereas the cookies and cream, I feel, is the, the most nuanced in its, its sort of flavor depth because it has sort of the twist, obviously, of both vanilla and chocolate, and then sort of like a buttery undertones as well that I think are really nice. I enjoy it, and I would... If I was a kid, I would want to convince my parents to be like, yeah, this is breakfast. I can have this for breakfast. This is fine. There is this story that gets told within my family every Christmas where my brother, probably three or four years old, got into his stocking early. He grabbed a candy cane, and it was a orange candy cane. And it's probably eight in the morning. My brother unwraps it, and he starts eating the candy cane. My parents are like, what are you doing? That's candy. You can't have that for breakfast. And my brother turns and says, no, it's orange flavored. It's good for you. <laughs> and just chows that on this candy cane. That's so good. That's so good. Just like these poppers. I'm into them. They're a good snack. Yeah, they're super good. I, f I feel just very empowered to just snack. Because this is a good road trip snack. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, like, yeah. Because it's, it's got sustenance to it. They're, they're like larger than... Just a regular It's going to kind of fill you up, but it has a lot of sugar, so you can't really eat the whole thing. And they're poppable. I think having some that you can just grab one and into your mouth feels good. I I'd like that. I'd be scared. I like taking at least two bites on these. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I could probably eat like three of them in one <laughs> mouthful. That's how I like to eat. It's very I, I, I respect that. Yeah. You just got to get all the flavor, man. Just, but it yeah. only trains your jaw. <laughs> well, I, when I first opened these, I had three of them all connected, so it was just one log. And that was the first one I ate. I was like, is this, are they just long logs? It was the box, like, is the stacking of them on the box misleading? And they really just be all connected. So I just took all three of them and chomped them. And I got to the next one, like, oh, never mind. I, I just ate three at once. That's fine. They're actually like, you know, the... The cookies doughs you get where you break them all apart. And then yeah. You them in the oven. And, and then if you put these in the oven, they sort of just bloom outward like those little grow capsules. Okay. Into, like small animals. Interesting. Wait, so you, wait, did you bake these? No, no, okay. I was joking. <laughs> but I would be interested now to see what happens. I think the only answer is they're going to melt and become unappealing. But I'd be interested yeah, no, to at least give them a try. Um, so Dan, you have... A pretty wide net cast out into the cereal world, the breakfast snack world, and I'm just wondering if you could give us and our listeners any recommendations for a you gotta try it kind of snack that's floating out in the universe right now. Hmm, one that we haven't talked about already. Just a cereal or anything? Anything, because like, like I, I enjoy just generic snacking. I don't always have the opportunity to eat a lot of cereal, so anything that you think is a gotta get it right now kind of snack. Especially with the seasons turning. The seasons turning. 
No, I'm just going to pivot hard because they have... You ever have those like Snyder's sort of honey mustard and onion pretzel bits? Yeah. Those things are insane. Yeah. <laughs> they got a new flavor that's like ranch. Okay. And I'm, I think that's an obscene combination of just an already potent sort of snack food. So yeah, I'd say go seek it out like a man. The, the Snyder ranch pretzel bites. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You got hard any... from cereal. Yeah. No, that's good. I'm glad. You got anything you want to recommend, Colin? This is part of the show where we would recommend things. Um, I'm not sure what do I want to recommend. I I hope I'm not stealing your thing, but I might be st- stealing your thing. There's this potato place over here in Grand Rapids that is pretty darn good. It's called Lotus Bud. You go, you get a baked potato, and you just load it up with vegetables and meats and sauce and so, so much butter. My it's potato amazing. is literally yeah. swimming in it. It's a southeast side between Hall and Burton. Interesting. On Madison. It's called Lotus Bud. And, you know, you you get in and out for less than $10 a piece. And it's a two-mealer potato. It's at least a pound. All their potatoes are at least a pound. So they have, like, toppings bars? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So so you can get it with steak. You can get it with chicken. You can get it with bacon. You have all these different options. Pulled pork. Sloppy joe. You can load it up with all these different toppings. They have all the vegetables. I think four different kinds of butter. Yep. Different butter, different seasoning, vegetables, spread. Gold flakes. Uh, (laughs) We can ask. Not gold flakes yet. And uh, cheese. Different cheeses. I I mixed and matched my cheese today. Okay. Um, And then like sour cream, barbecue sauce. Yeah, and they they, they, like grab all your toppings, pop it in this little broiler oven. It gets nice and like melty warm. And just, it's It's a nice filling Mm. meal. And, you know, I I love a good indulgent potato. Uh, And I'm going to recommend the 2006 film Casino Royale. (laughs) It's a James Bond movie. (laughs) I watched it for the first time this weekend. It rules. (laughs) So uh, go ahead. If you skip that one. Watch it again. Daniel Craig is very good. And speaking of Dan's, um, Dan, where can people he- read more of your writing and get more, uh, more a deeper content. look into the serial world that you are so deep into? Uh, you can go to seriallessly.net. Uh, we'll, we'll link that when we post it for sure. Yeah, or you can listen to our podcast, Justin McElroy and I, at bold.rest. So listen That's, to the empty bowl. That is good. Yeah. So rest. if you ever listen to our podcast and you get strung out by the existence of Jordan <laughs> and I, go ahead and just hard shift right over to the empty bowl where they are dishing out the most calming serial conversation that you could ask for. Yeah, we're really just sort of running opposing currents. Just this cosmic <laughs> balance of just... It, it is fine. Yeah. I, I'm happy to be the um, a chaos monster under the bridge, yeah, and you can be order without chaos. And you can be the nice sure. gentleman running your wagon across. Uh, yeah. So thanks for coming on. As always, I am Sassy Cloud Chaser, um, and I'm Sprinkle Sparkle Paw. I'm Teddy Cloud Chaser. And thanks for listening to Free Toy Inside. Bye. 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 Thank you so much. Genuine-